Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, 75 Days of Wellness, and we're still going strong. This episode is brought to you by Tonal. Currently, I'm in the middle of my four-week program with Coach Nicolette, and I have to say I'm feeling pretty good. The Tonal has different kinds of workouts. You can do high-intensity interval training, guided programs, yoga, meditation. You can even do custom workouts that you can design yourself via the Tonal app. Tonal can make strength training more accessible and convenient. One of my favorite things about the Tonal is that it not only helps you gain strength, but it helps you burn fat. Tonal is a smart at-home gym that replaces every machine in the weight room and has personal training programs built in. Its sleek design looks like a TV on your wall with no bulky weights and up to 200 pounds of resistance. So make strength training more accessible for you. Try Tonal 30 days risk-free. Head over to www.tonal.com and you'll receive $100 off of the smart accessories when you use the promo code ROSIE at checkout. That's www.tonal.com and use the promo code ROSIE, R-O-S-I-E. Tonal will help you be your strongest. And now back to our show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. Uh, I'm joined by Tessa, who is hey, um, trying to figure out what I'm doing right here today. <laughs> do you guys ever wake up and, and feel like uh, there's so much to do that you don't want to do any of it? Yeah, like overwhelm. Yes, that's the word. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, it's interesting to me, I either get really crabby about it or mm-hmm. I, I kind of get silly and I just don't want to do any of it. And then I just start doing random things. Do you ever do that? <laughs> oh my gosh. All the time. That was like my constant state of being before COVID. Yeah. Constant overwhelm. And, uh, and then I got like a year of rest and, and it feels like it's starting to ramp up again though, you know, like everything's scheduled out and into the summer weekends are getting full. Yes. Because everything's opening back. Well, here in LA, everything's opening back up and, Mm -hmm. uh, the mayor of the city basically said that everything will be back up and running by July 1st. Oh, wow. Like everything. So everything in full capacity. What is that? I, you know, I don't want to give misinformation out into the world, but that's <laughs> fair I, enough. I have to be honest. I just read the headline and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, it could nice. have, oh, go ahead. Go Sorry. ahead. No, you go. You go. No, you go. You go. No, no, no. I mean that that's always my question when I see stuff like that. I'm like, well, what does it mean to be open? Cause there's yeah. so many phases. So I'm always like, details please yeah I'm also a little yeah I think most of us are a little bit traumatized from you know being totally. open not being open yeah and uh yeah but I'm I'm really looking forward to actually if we are I'm just fantasizing just to <laughs> actually get to do something this summer yeah oh like go somewhere on vacation or what oh what, what is this do? vacation like, dream summer look like and well uh you know I love the summer because it's my birthday mm-hmm. time yes. and I do enjoy celebrating a good birthday oh yeah and I love the summer and I'm like is it because it's my birthday time or is it just because I love the summer and I just I'm a sun baby so I just I just love the summer um yeah. I don't know I mean I, I love going hiking. I love just being outdoors, you know, so it'll be, it'll be nice. It was really nice last summer. Uh, I have to say, because we have a pool mm. and, uh, we spent a lot of time out back just, you know, Tori and I, and the dogs at the time, you know, it was really, I, I'm actually looking forward to doing 
more of that. So that'll be fun. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Yeah. You have like lounge chairs and space. Yeah, lounge space. I mean, we don't have like a huge space and pretty much every house in the valley has a pool because the valley is so freaking hot. I think last year, I don't know if I'm, again, misinformation. This is the (laughs) podcast of misinformation. Um, I think it was, Tori said that it topped like 118 or or maybe one, I can't remember, but it was triple digits. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a couple of times last year. And it's just so gnarly because at that point, it's really not that enjoyable to be outside. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's very healthy for a long period of time either. Definitely not. Um, So I don't know. I'm I'm excited about the summer, but I'm also wanting to just, it's springtime now. I mean, we're kind of in spring now. So yeah. I'm trying to fast forward the clock. Why are we projecting into the future? <laughs> Interesting <laughs> question. Is it human nature? <laughs> is it what we do? <laughs> because it's like we're sitting here talking about, oh, this is what I'm looking forward to in a couple of months as opposed to, you know, right. a couple of months ago, I was looking forward to the springtime. Mm-hmm. Oh, spring. What's your favorite part of spring? Do you have a favorite aspect? I, all I can think about is the cherry blossoms in Portland. Oh yeah. They're so pretty, right? Oh, now. they're like big puff, like pom-poms. Mm-hmm. They're just so beautiful. In fact, my favorite time, springtime was always going up or being in Portland when I lived in Portland, but also just being up there during the springtime because everything is blooming and it's just so vibrant and so beautiful. And, you know, being in Southern California, we don't really get seasons so yeah. it was something that I never really got to experience until I was living in a place where we had, you had four seasons, which was really beautiful to actually see the spring. And, you know, it's interesting that you asked that because I feel like I have favorite things in every season. I mean, I really look forward to the spring. I really look forward to the summer. I look forward to the fall. I look forward to the winter time. It's it's also, I, I try to just find something about each season to really get excited about, you know, as opposed to, oh, I really love, you know, I can't wait for spring. You know, when I was living in Portland, everybody's always excited for the spring because it's so dreary sometimes. It's cloudy, it's really wet, and all of those things. But for me, because I didn't grow up in that environment, I always loved the winter time. Like, I loved, being able to, I mean, look, it's uh, function wise. Yeah. It sucks being in a place where you have to walk the dogs and it's a muddy mess and you have to gear up to go outside and and do things or go to the grocery store, all it, everything becomes an event. But for me, it's like, that's just, you know, part of the process to Oregon looks the way it looks and it's so lush and beautiful because of it, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite spring thing? Oh, similar to you, there's, I have a favorite within each season, but your question was, what's my favorite thing about spring? So, (laughs) um, I think it's similar to fall in that, like there's really crisp, fresh mornings. Like today it's a beautiful day. We we've got sunshine and it was frosty this morning. So it feels really crisp and fresh. Um, and I love seeing like the little tiny baby buds before they open up Yes, and like these just little cute baby buds and now they're getting ready to spring open and I have this beautiful maple tree in my front yard that um I just enjoy watching it from like the bare bones to the little buds to the full leaves so I get to actually I can see it right now I'm looking out my window and wow literally watching it metamorphose into spring yeah, yeah. that's that's really nice it's so it I think the reason we start talking about this is because we just keep projecting into the future and, and waiting for the next, <laughs> the next thing to happen. And I, I find it really interesting because it actually ties into this conversation I had with today's guest. We have Tim Story on the show, which I am just so excited. Uh, and you guys will uh, hear me gush over him the minute he, he comes on, but uh, for those of you that don't know Tim, he's a, an acclaimed life coach. He's an author. He's a speaker. 
he's basically one of the most established figures of inspiration and motivation uh, for people of all different backgrounds of life. He works with various people from executives, celebrities, athletes, children, adults. Um, he works with a lot of uh, at-risk or deprived communities. Um, he's, he still does a lot of private coaching. He's spoken to millions and millions of people in over 75 countries. And through his work, he helps people create the future they desire. He's funny. He's got just a solid, um, I, I don't even know how to say, like his, his work ethic, his professionalism, his way of really showing up wholeheartedly is something that is really inspiring. And I actually do share one of the, the, one of my first experiences with him, seeing him speak. And it was something powerful enough that it stayed with me. And to me, it had more to do with how people like him who have been on, been on Super Soul Sunday, they've been on Oprah, they've worked with all these incredible, well-known, award-winning actors and actresses that can still be a humble and grounded individual, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I love, I love that. And, you know, he, we were talking about this whole idea of, um, being in the present moment and how our mentality affects our experience and how we experience life, which a lot of us know this, but it's one of the important things to be able to practice and to come back to because so many times we are, yeah, like projecting into the future or we're thinking about the past. And it's, it's a constant practice of reminding ourselves to, yeah, like stay present, be in the present moment, allow ourselves to uh, just fully immerse ourselves into our life that is happening right now. Um, there's this documentary that just came out. Uh, it's called Kid 90. It's Soleil Moonfry, mm. uh, is documentary. It's, she is an actress. She was a child actor and she was on this very famous show called Punky Brewster. Punky I don't Brewster. know if you remember. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. It's so good. You, <laughs> yeah. you and, and Jorge should watch you know watch. what's funny? We were just talking about it this morning. He was like, do you remember Punky Brewster? He asked me that exact question. Oh, that's like, so funny. Heck yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, I mean, it really is so good. And it just takes you right back to the full 90s vibe. And obviously Tess and I were, grew up in the 90s. So we're 90s kids. <laughs> and to me, it just brought back so much. And it was such a beautiful story of her childhood and coming of age. And basically, you know, she's now in her um, close to mid forties and she's essentially going back and coming of age again now in this stage of her life, which I find so beautiful. And I, I was having this conversation with Tori about how, yeah, obviously this is the theme. It's like, you go back and you think how you maybe wish you would have done things differently, or you mm -hmm. wish you would have paid more attention or you, you know, wish you would have taken more video or more pictures or spent more time with the people that you really loved or cared about or, or, you know, I don't know, for, for me, that was my experience. And so there is a little bit of that in my experience. And just to be full, fully honest, I, I do feel a sense of lamenting as you go backwards, you're thinking, yeah. Oh, I wish I would have done this. Or I, I, wow. If I can only go back and re-experience that time in my life, that was so incredible or so beautiful and so amazing. But the problem is that if we do that and I was experiencing it myself, it was kind of making me a little bit depressed. Like it was mm -hmm. making me feel a little bit sad. And I was like, and that's okay. And I think that feeling a little melancholy about your, your life, especially as you get older, it's normal. It's totally normal. But one of the beautiful things is that realizing your life is still happening right now. <laughs> like, excuse me, how amazing would it be to look back at your life 10 years from, from now 
and say, wow, I'm so glad that I was able to be fully present in my life during that time, mm-hmm. you know, and instead of 10 years from now lamenting, wow, I spent most of that decade of my life remembering my life before that mm-hmm. people get stuck in that cycle. And I feel like that's the trigger that makes people so depressed and anxious about their life. You know, people go through these, I'm going to do air quotes, midlife crisis moments where they feel, I hear this all the time. I would hear this in trainings. Oh, you're so lucky you found this when you were so young mm-hmm. or, Oh, I wish, I wish I would have found this when I was in my twenties, or I wish I would have been doing this when I was in my thirties. And to me, you have to, you, you can't turn back time mm-hmm. as much as we all want to you have to be grateful that you're finding it now. Like had you found it 10 years before, you don't know if you would have seen it or appreciated it or had the same uh, experience, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that it just obviously ties back into what we were saying in the beginning of, yeah, I woke up this morning feeling overwhelmed and not wanting to do anything and thinking, wow, I'm so excited for this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for this weekend to be here. Yeah. That's such an interesting perspective. And I can so relate. Actually, I had a really interesting, speaking of weekends and past and the word lament, I've been having, I feel like it's sort of related this so much nostalgia for my twenties, my early Mm. twenties as I got to go visit um, Seattle, which is where my husband and I lived after he graduated from college in our early 20s. And we re- it really launched us into the work world. And it's funny, because I remember um, that time period, like, feeling like I was miserable. But as I was in Seattle, having all of these like, oh, I went to all my favorite restaurants, we visited all of our old neighborhoods, feeling like so happy. I was it was such a fun, nostalgic trip down memory lane, that I kept thinking, gosh, I really have so many good memories here. And thinking back on my 20 year old self 20 something year old self and and being like, what was she so miserable about all the time? Mm. Like, there was like this um, chasm between these two people. And it was really interesting to observe all of this joy and this happiness, all these good memories that came up as we walked around the city of Seattle um, and just feeling like really grateful that I had to, I had this opportunity to go experience it again with Jorge. And we, I, it, to me, it almost felt like we were that age again. And I got to experience it from a place of like, we get to do all of these things because back then we were so worried about money all the time. Like we would do literally all of our shopping at the Goodwill, which was fun. You know, it was like treasure yeah. hunting, but, um, but we could afford to go out and, you know, I bought myself some swag from my favorite ice yeah. cream shop, Molly Moon. Um, <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Molly Moon. Um, and so I just never would have been able to do that before. And it was, it was so lovely. So yeah, Yeah. it's an interesting perspective, like lamentation um, over the past, getting stuck in the past versus like nostalgia and almost that bittersweet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how, here are some tips on how to make things pleasant and nostalgic as opposed to lament and depress, Hmm. (laughs) you know, like, so uh, I'll give my tips and then maybe you can share some of yours. Sure. I love it. So I, uh, I like to, I mean, I'm in the city I grew up in, which is awesome. And also sometimes not, (laughs) sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not, but I think for me, I, I have full old photo albums and, uh, old, like from old, I have old pictures and I basically purchased these, uh, like old school photo albums a couple of years ago. And, instead of having everything in my cupboard and just boxes and stuff, I started Mm -hmm. to put them in, in a photo album. And I, it was a really nice practice for me to not only go back and see pictures and, and remember and have this experience. And I, I basically blocked out like a three hour period, um, over the course of like three or four days. 
And I just sat there and I was looking at every picture and, and trying to remember, wow, I remember this day or I remember having this bike ride or I remember going to the river with my family or I remember going to the beach this day. And it was just such a beautiful thing. It's, a, it's innate that the mind, this is the nature of the mind. The mind is always going to want what's better. So what's better than me looking at a picture is me actually being able to go back and experience that. And if you can't do that with your mind or your experience, then it becomes a little bit depressing because it's like, oh, I want to be able to experience that again. Mm -hmm. So a practice that I was able to do is, you know, you do the Marie Kondo thing. Oh, you, you go through the picture and then you either hold the picture and just for a breath and you think about that time, think about the most joyful thing of that moment there's pictures in there that really have no, they're just random things. So you just kind of move on or you can actually chuck them in the garbage. <laughs> and um, yeah, but it was a very helpful way for me to go through and yeah, just feel good about something. And then the, the other, that's the one thing, if you can bear to do that, then I would recommend that. Don't spend too much time and, and try and go through each photograph and, and try and do that because what it's allowing you to do, it's allowing you to have a positive experience to fulfill that part of you that wants to remember, that wants to have that nostalgia. The second thing is uh, contacting an old friend, somebody you haven't talked to, maybe it's been a long time. I mean, I have friends that I've been friends with since elementary school, you know, and some of my friends now, my closest friends, I've been friends with them since junior high. So I have this group of friends that I've known since I was a teenager and they'll be my friends forever. And I, I look back and I think, well, who's somebody that I haven't talked to in a long time. And uh, I've done it. Uh, you have to kind of be careful with stuff like this because one of them, it was just not a great experience. <laughs> um, it was like, okay, wait, hold on. I just wanted to catch up, but this has now become a uh, very taxing <laughs> energetic suck. Um, so you just want to discern if that's something that you, you can do or writing a letter, or writing a card or doing something like that. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then the third thing is visiting a place like you just did, you know, mm -hmm. going to a place and just having, having that experience. I, I probably every I don't know, every three or four years, I like to go to my elementary school, Aww. like the elementary school that I went to. And I go and yeah. I drive and I park and I go in there and I, I sit in the spots that I always used to sit. And it just kind of creates this like, ah, oh, like I remember this. And I'm like, definitely don't want to be back at this age <laughs> for sure. But I do, there's so much, so many beautiful memories that I remember. And the fact that I still have access to that and that the elementary school basically still the same, looks exactly the same mm -hmm. that it did back in the, you know, early eighties, um, or mid eighties is, uh, is kind of wild. So, so those are my tips. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I would second all of those and what I did with, with that third one you mentioned, as I was visiting all of these old places is I was documenting these steps. And this is something that for me is very cathartic is writing about it. And, and then, I didn't realize this before, but not only writing about it for myself, for my own ability to process, but also to share it with others. And that way, so many people, you know, just on the socials on Facebook and Instagram were reaching out to me that had been me with me in that period of time, live in other parts of the world now. We're like, oh my gosh, I remember that day. I remember when, remember this exact moment when we did that thing. And so it was almost like the symbiosis of people coming along with me for the ride, wow. which is really cool. So yeah, I would say if, you know, writing's helpful for you, for me, it's helpful for processing emotion in, in that, um, in that period of my life, when I thought I was depressed, I had all of these really beautiful, happy memories that came to light. And now it feels like when I look back on that time, I'm so grateful and it feels joyous instead of sad. Wow. So that was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That actually is a beautiful way to um to practice going back in a in a in a positive way. You know, I always have to give that sort of caveat because some of us don't want to re-experience. Oh yeah. Yeah, when it's wise of our, to do yeah, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think having that discernment is really the key. Mm -hmm. So saying that today's episode is uh, a really, it's, it's, it's such a good way to put things into perspective. Tim has a new book called uh, The Miracle Mentality. And in this uh, episode, we're going to talk about the principles and the power of the miracle mentality. Uh, we're going to talk about the importance of cultivating your own curiosity and staying on top of your game, so to speak. We're going to find out why you should build your spot and your work for six months before doing anything else. I mean, this is such a key in the world of entrepreneurship, in the world of study, in the world of having a spiritual journey. It's so important to actually commit to doing something for a long period of time. We live in a time where everything is so instant gratification. We want things done quickly. We want to see the results. And oftentimes when that doesn't happen, because we live in such a world where we see everything as instant you can stream a show instantly. You can post something instantly. You can communicate with people instantly. We've forgotten what it's like to have to wait for something to grow, wait for something to actually come to fruition. And so we talk about that. And he's a great person to talk to about this because he has done the work to get himself to where he is. And he's built such a beautiful community. And I'm so grateful that he's he's part of, of our community. So here is my interview with Tim Story. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Radically Loved Radio. I am joined by a very special guest. He is somebody that I've looked up to for many, many years, and I actually have the privilege of knowing. His name is Tim Story. Tim Story, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm so excited to chat with you today. And it's interesting because I hear you in my head all the time. I mean, I can literally quote you because I listen to you all the time in my mind and yeah. I listen to podcasts that you do. And I am always so inspired by your, uh, your grounded and connected force to be able to motivate people. And the reason why I say that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, because oftentimes it was your words that would repeat in my mind that kept me going. I mean, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't continue to do the podcast. I wouldn't continue to do, you know, I wouldn't have pursued getting a, a book deal. I wouldn't have done any of that had I not had your voice saying it's just around the corner in my mind. Wow. So that means so much to me because I mean, you're obviously very, very bright. You're gifted, but it's good for the people that are watching today. Know that we all have our self-doubt, don't we? I mean, people can see us from the outside as the, the shining person with all this uh, power to do, but many times we question ourselves. And that is a true message that you could be in a struggle, but just around the corner, everything can change. Yes. Yeah. And I think that so much of that yeah, has to do with our ability to feel that confidence, which can be really hard, especially right, right now. Right. So that's why your new book is, uh, is called the miracle mentality. And I'm excited to chat with you about it because I feel like now is the time. I mean, the time has been forever, but especially right now, I'm, I'm excited to have you tell us like why this, how this book came to fruition and what you're most excited about. Interesting thing that I've, I've literally been studying on the subject of miracles for over 20 years. And a, a miracle is something extraordinary, not common, not regular, not the status quo. And I, I noticed that when I'd go to inner cities to speak to kids, I would say like, what do you want to be when you get older? This would be like six, seven-year-old kids. And they would say like uh, a basketball player or I wanna be the president, or I wanna be a ballerina. They never said, I wanna be bankrupt nine times. I wanna be married five times. Like they have these big expectations based on this miracle mentality. So a mentality, as you know, is a mindset. It's a frame of mind. And I feel like as adults, as we move on in our lives, there's so many life interruptions that hit us 
that if you're not careful, it'll chip away at your miracle mentality. It'll chip away and chip away and chip away. And we go from the miracle mentality to all of a sudden we're in the mundane, sometimes the messy and sometimes the madness. So in this book, I, I teach you how to keep the miracle mentality and let that be a part of your life on a daily basis. Yeah, that's to be able to practice that. I mean, that's why it's a practice, right? We have to be able to do something that's going to cultivate that mindset on a, on a daily basis, because we we often forget something can happen and then it throws us off our path and we succumb to the negativity whirlpool. Yes. And the, the reminder is to remind us who we really are. So the, the way I say it is that the real you will make a demand on the you that you become. So when I'm life coaching people, uh, many times it's not my it's not my, my words that always are changing them. It's the example of them seeing somebody that's maybe has a vibrant life and they have joy or peace coming out of them. And that reminds them of the person that they're supposed to be. So the, the miracle mentality is really something that is innate. And I see children around the world because I've been to 75 countries of the world. I see children around the world in, in living in, in poverty, but yet they have this miracle mentality like, you know, that I think I can. So you're right. So we have to find ways to maintain that mentality, keep it healthy, but also grow it, which you can. Yeah. At what point during that process do you think we lose that from being a child to, let's say, being a middle-aged man or woman? Like what happens from, I can do anything. I want to be that basketball player. I want to be the president to, yeah, now I'm in debt. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm single. I'm depressed. You know, it happens way too early. So you got to remember, this is like a lot of research and a lot of great uh, thought leaders and therapists helping me even um, help me with my ideas. But if, if anybody has children that's watching, you know, they like to play P-L-A-Y. They like to play. So they'll say, you know, they'll get up in the morning. I want to play. Okay, but first you got to eat. But then can I play? But yeah, but first you got to eat. But then I can play. But then you got to get ready for school. But then can I play? And then when they go to school, they want to play. It's called recess. So I, I did a lot of research on this idea of playing. And that these studies that I've done, they talk about how adults, we, we lose that playful side of our lives. So powerful. And in, in the playground, what kids find is many things, but one is they can let go of their imagination, okay? They can get creative. Uh, one of the top um, toys that kids like is building blocks. They want to build.
This episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. One thing we learned in 2020, the internet is even more awesome than we thought. Groceries online, movies online, doctor's visits online, and of course, going to the post office online with Stamps.com. Stamps.com allows businesses to do all of their mailing and shipping right from their computer. So no need to leave their home or office or home office. Stamps.com has saved small businesses all over the country thousands of hours and tons of money, and now you can too. Now, personally, I can tell you that Stamps.com made a huge difference in Tori and I's lives. Because of the pandemic, Tori was forced to move his entire operation to our home. And like many of you out there, we had to adapt. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS to your computer wherever you are. Stamps.com is a must-have for any business, whether you're small office sending out invoices or you're an online seller shipping out orders or even even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com will handle it all with ease. So make 2021 the year you stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code LOVED, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in loved that's l-o-v-e-d that's stamps.com use promo code loved stamps.com never go to the post office again